forever. Dog. I don't want to be the last black man anywhere. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, think about I don't that. want like, there to be just one, one lone black man. I feel like that's too much pressure. Like, I didn't even like being the only black dude at my college because I feel like yeah. at that point I had to know about hip hop. Like again, I think I told y'all on this podcast many times. Like when I made pasta, they thought it was soul food. Uh, like it, I don't know, I could never get upset with anybody because like, oh, just what was you so mad about? Where are you from? Uh, I just feel like there's too much pressure to be everything that everyone's ever thought a black person should be. Right. So I want to be the last nothing. You know yeah. What I, mean? I would like to be the last man alive though. Why? Then you would be what? the last black man alive. I would be the last man alive. But you would be the last man. Because there's no, there's no other men. Because that means at that point, so at that point, everyone's like, no. Everyone, no, no, it's not it's not the last black man. It's the last man. I hear you at that point, saying. At that point, me being under six foot means everybody still want to date me because there's no one else that they could date. You, you would that still be the last. I mean, a television show. Flip, I messed it up. Yep. How you feel about that, you jerk? <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean, they do have Y, the last man, but he's a white dude, so he gets. I want to be the last man, cause I'm, you know, cause I mean, it's like, oh, I can make all the rules for men going forward. Like people over six foot <laughs> gotta go to jail. Forward. I wouldn't want to be <laughs> last. I wouldn't want to be last. It would feel too, uh, like I would feel too alone. You know, that's true. Regardless, like even if I was yeah. the last uh, uh, living man. But there were women uh, st- still alive. I would, I, I would still feel like, well, damn, it's just me. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Say, I'm. It's so this the this. I mean, like this movie touches on this stuff, but we don't, they don't go into detail. But it's just like the gentrification of things is happening everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy how much everybody yeah. is being pushed out, priced out. And I feel like it's this thing that's like. What do we like? It feels everybody knows about it, but I don't really know what anybody's necessarily doing about it. Mm-hmm. Or if they, you know what I mean? It's just like this thing about capitalism that just allows certain people to be so rich that they come in. And and now it's global capitalism too, because it's not just the people of the United States who are rich. It's like foreign people who are rich coming and buying up stuff like in New York and things like that. Uh, it just doesn't feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. Anyway. I don't like it. <laughs> Draws into Sorry, literally, I'm just like, the movie, I'm not going to lie to you. As we talk about this movie, mm-hmm. it's going to be tough. Because I know we haven't got there yet, but I I tried to watch it twice. Also, this movie came out, when did this movie come out? Last summer. It was like it was like a big deal. Oh, last summer? It was like a big deal. Twenty. Oh, yeah. It's it was 2020. like 2020. <laughs> so everybody saw it already. We're the last black man in San Francisco to see it. I think it's called the movie's called Last Black Man in San Francisco. He said we're it wrong. not in San Francisco. Right? No, but he said it wrong. He said it wrong. We're 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 no. I mean, I mean we're the last. But I think I saw it. I saw it this morning. So I'm. I think I am the last black man in San Francisco to see this we're, movie. We're, at Holly- Why are we're you in Hollywood. Adding we're in Hollywood in San Francisco. Well, my sister lives in San Francisco. But, you're, but, but she anything. but she's there, not you. Well, I'm in California. But you're not in San Francisco. <sighs> I was the last black man. 
to see this movie. <laughs> just start, just You ruined it. You started off by saying the title. How dare you? How that was, dare you? That was messed up. That was messed up. He, thank you. He, <laughs> thank you. he came in, he gentrified your, the opening. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. You gentrified the opening. Thank you. I had to thank do you. a long walk. We tried to do a short episode, and this man over here starts by saying the title of the movie. I said, I, I don't, I mean, listen, I thought I was hoping to get us there fast. No. <laughs> no. I thought he did it Man, quicker. just start the show. <laughs> Jonathan Raylock. James the Third. Drop Milligan. What more can I say? You know what it is? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Why they got on these masks and we don't got on these masks. I, I look around, they got on masks. We ain't got on masks. <laughs> Did he actually say all that stuff? He said something like that. Yeah, I, I liked it. At what point? I, honestly, That's how it started. The, That's how the movie started. That's started. We'll you know, the, the beginning of the movie. <laughs> 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 you know, the first line of the Drop. movie. <laughs> You know what? The <laughs> Come on, man. Every other quote I remember. <laughs> every other you can't be doing that. It's the beginning of the film. If y'all, if y'all if don't you understand. were not checked out at the first moments of the film, then you ain't never get this movie a shot. You didn't even yeah. get this movie a shot. Listen. All right. I, anyway, for those there. who don't know, my name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Gerard Milligan. I'm James the Third, And uh, we're... We don't always scream, but this, because this is not a political podcast, but we do. It's going to be political today. We yeah. review films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's all. That's all. That's it. That's what we do. That's, <laughs> that's what we, what we do. do. Today? And, uh, then today we're reviewing The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yes. Which came out last year. It came out in 2019. It was like a big indie movie. People people liked it. Um, people thought it was going to be kind of like an Maybe award an awards season contender. kind of movie. It was. It was not. Um, um, you said it that came out the June amount 7th. of just shade in it, uh, was it had two hundred and seven. I'm it not going to be kind to this movie, so oh, people well, should I buckle will, up right I now. Will, I'm will. about to rip this shit down. <laughs> I don't know why. People I am, should. I am edging to rip this shit apart. Right, people should buckle up. Ridiculous. <laughs> this came out movie. in two hundred and seven <laughs> theaters, uh, so it was not that wide a release, which is why we didn't review it because we usually review films that that are a bigger release. Um. This was distributed by A twenty four. It made no money. Um, it it uh it made it made four point six million. Too much. Okay. What is damn? What's happening? Gerard hated this movie. Why? Too okay. much. Oh, wow. we, 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 we about to hear. This is a this is a false anyway, sense of okay. This is I, a, I looked up who wrote this and I'm like I understand why I hate this movie. Ooh, okay. got it. This is a young man. A young man searches for the home for home in the changing city that seems to have left him behind. But it's it's, uh, it's about one a guy and then his friend. Uh, trying to get this house that his uh, uh, his he used to live in, that his family owned, and that he believes his uh, grandfather built. Yes. Um, okay. Great. Right. Initial thoughts. Wait, are we really going to start with him? You're right. <laughs> yeah. Let me start. Okay. Yes. Okay. 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 <laughs> I want everybody turning off this okay. episode. You're like Gerard we, was. We just reviewed ready. a film that people really liked or want to talk about. That's an indie film that not many people. That have mean, seen. I like it. I know, but we're not going to start off you by you right. okay, you're right. okay. okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. All right. Look, Jonathan. Now, this is a very artistic film is the first yes. thing I'll say. So these are the kinds of movies where, you know, you you really have to be in the right mood to see them. You're going to be like, I should watch something that 
feels important. <laughs> yes, I want it to feel and I want it to, the importance to wash over. Me now, I will say this: uh, right off the bat, wine. I, I right off the bat, I was like, "Whoa, this movie is like looks really good." Like, I don't know what camera they were using or mm. what, but like, damn, like the it was so clear, and they have like these slow motion shots where like everything's kind of fit, but like the people look so clear. I don't know. That was cool. I don't know what was happening with the cinematography. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It looked mm-hmm. very good. Um, the production design was very A24. It was like, you know what I mean? Like it yeah. felt like an A24 movie. It felt yeah. like an A24. Um, and uh, and and the acting was was different. Like these characters are interesting. They're 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 strange. Um, uh, and they're dealing with this issue of gentrification, but nobody ever says the word gentrification. Um, it's it's a very singular story, even in this grand scheme of things. They don't really make any points that are that. Um, well, I guess if you've never talked about this before, it'll be new to you. But like, if you if you're familiar with the idea of gentrification, they they're not really saying anything you don't already know. That said, you know, I thought that the acting was very good. I thought the characters were cool. Like, it was an interesting, fun story. Oh, well, not fun, but it was like um, it was an interesting, compelling story uh about this guy who's like trying to hold on to this house. Now, is it a little long? Sure. You know, it's an artistic film. I don't know if I was in the right place to see it at the time, but I know why people enjoy it. This is one of those movies where I'm like, well, I've seen films like I've seen films similar to this style where their cast is mostly, if not all white, that do get talked about a lot in in awards contentions and get nominated for things. Um, uh, but this movie didn't. So that is kind of confusing to me. Um, and uh, what else do I need to say? That's it. Feels like, right. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bray just said something that. Um, that kept coming up for me, which is I generally don't like when a white person makes a movie like this. I generally don't like them. Like them. You know, like I don't, I don't You're like one directors. Yeah, white directors make. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't typically seek these kinds of movies out so i'll say that first and then i'll also say like my friend a a white lady uh uh, was like oh have you seen i'm watching the last black man in san francisco have you seen it and i was like no it's it's one of those movies that has a title that already makes me feel like i'm i'm not gonna watch it or i already know what's gonna I don't want to see it or I'm not going to enjoy it or I already know what's going to happen in it. So, so that, that's mm. why I haven't seen it until now for the, for the podcast. Um, I didn't love it. I'm not going to go into it too much because I know that Gerard is about to, no, I mean, go ahead, um, but, but I will say that I, the look, the look was very beautiful. I did. I thought the acting was really good. Um, uh, it was nice to sort of see this person trying to hold on to this thing that he didn't even really know. You know, we kind of realized by the end of it that like he what or 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 what his connection yeah. to it was was thin. Not his that name he didn't is Jimmy know. Jimmy Fails. That's his real name. Yeah, Jimmy Fails. That's actor's real name. No, no, that's his. Yeah, that's, oh, the, that's actor's the actor's real name. name. So he's playing himself. He's playing himself, and he also did story. He also was a story by. Yeah. Uh, um, though the director wrote it with a guy named Rob. And, you know, it's about, like, it's sort of about, it sort of made me think a lot about, like, some of the critique that we got on Astronomy Club. Because, like, you know, it's sort of about this this kid who, 
um, the black uh, Twitter, what black, yeah, the black Twitter response to us, you know, because he's a, you know, he's this guy who had a very specific black experience. Uh, the movie is called The Last Black Man in San Francisco, but his his experience is very, you know, my man starts off, he skateboard, you know, we got to let's skate to get to where we're going. That's very specific and also probably very, very um, West, like more West. I don't know what like it's like to grow up black on the West Coast, but, right. you know, but like, um, you know, he starts off skateboarding, you know, he get he gets a lot of shit from like the brothers on the corner. Um, you know, so like there are things that he's I, a, he's a black nerd. Yeah. He's a black nerd. Yeah. There are things that I, I, uh, that resonated with me. And then also things that like, kind of was like, mm, this movie feels like there's a pretentiousness to this movie that like, I, uh, uh, is not, it's not connecting with me. I, I really did think that there were some really fun shots. There's some really cool, uh, uh, things happening. Um, but it, like Bray said, I don't think I was in a right place to watch it. Like I think um, ha- a different set of circumstances, I probably would have enjoyed it. Uh, possibly, possibly enjoyed it more. Um, uh, but it was a little too oddbally for my taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I hate this fucking movie, man. I tried to watch this movie because I was excited to. Like I didn't know that two white dudes directed it, and I mean wrote it and directed it. I just knew I started oh. it off before we even had to, before we even had to do it for the podcast. I tried to watch it just because right. I was like, oh. I've heard this movie's good. About. Yeah, it's like, I want to see this movie. I do not like pretentious art house movies for the sake of being pretentious and being a dick because I'm like, fuck you. Just have a story that is like cohesive. Don't and you don't me. like them in general, right? You don't like I don't because it's just like you're just trying to say a bunch of metaf- or... metaphorical shit. It's like, fuck <laughs> you, man. But even mid-90s had, like, they had a story structure like this. And I think for me, one of the things I hated about it the most is that um, this is a movie I feel like I should have related to. I am from a hood, like, uh, my neighborhood was gentrified. We lost our house, my parents' house, to a white um, couple. So, like, everything in this movie, I'm like, I get. But that is not what this movie was the fuck about. You know what I'm saying? This movie didn't even seem like it was... This movie didn't have to have black people in it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not really about gentrification because in this neighborhood, was this a black neighborhood that this guy's house was in? Like, was that neighborhood at a, gentrified? At a certain time, they, yeah. yeah. they. But, like, in, in the 70s, right? So, this is my thing. So, we talk about that. Most of the exposition comes from when they go to like the white guy who does the uh, uh, realty or some shit. I feel like the most the realtor, ed- yeah. I feel like the most education I got about this house and this neighborhood came from him, which is a whole other thing. Whatever, I got it. I think when we see the two main black dudes in this movie, our two protagonists, like the main one doesn't have a job. He's kind of just like free balling, living his life, you know, going through the world. I thought the cinematography, cinematography was great. I think his friend was living with something but we never addressed you know what i mean which is a whole nother thing he's i mean it Did seemed like it? he was a, a closeted gay man wh- wh- which one montgomery yeah the, you think the you friend think who montgomery? wrote the play oh i i could that's I wasn't what I, sure that's what i was I taking away was, from it the whole time i was watching it i i felt like one of them was closeted but i couldn't tell i thought him and the dude who dies uh-huh. i thought they i thought they were both gay i thought like they couldn't I thought they were like connecting with yeah. each other on a level, on like the romantic level, but uh, he never could say anything. It was why they kept calling him soft. And like, I thought they were calling him soft because he was geek, like he was a nerd. And they were like, because I've been called soft because yeah. I'm not super. I, could, I really couldn't try. I thought but that see, there this was. This discussion pisses me the fuck off. Yeah, they never like, said it. But... Just make a point, dog. Like, my thing is, you don't call this fucking movie the last black man in San Francisco. You're saying something. Every time he walks past the other black people, what the fuck are we saying? Are we saying what? Niggas ain't got a job and like they just on the street corner fighting with each other and it's our problem? When we get to that fucking bullshit ass play at the end, fuck. Okay. I'm going to not be mad about this movie. 
it is hard because on this podcast we talk about certain things and it's like i as a person i still can't figure it out i do believe a white person can tell a story that is supposed to be inherently black if it is done properly i do think a woman can tell a story that focuses on men that is if it's done correctly and vice versa but when i see shit like this it angers me because i'm like what was the script supposed to say like what? Just tell me, are, are we really, really talking about gentrification? Because we don't really nail it down. We don't say the pros and cons of it. At the end of the movie, I'm like, what? Our, our characters don't go through any type of journey. Our main character just ups and leaves and goes on the boat. And what the fuck does the boat signify? Is it supposed to signify freedom? Like, is this boat something that like this character- Was that him on the boat? It's think, him on the boat. I think. It's the I main thought dude. it was- uh... It's the main guy. It's the it's main Jimmy. guy rowing the boat. It is it's the Jimmy. Main dude on Jimmy. The boat. Yeah, Jimmy leaves. So my thing is like, is this? I know he leaves, but I didn't know if it was him on the boat. It's him. Okay. But my thing is like, is this boat something that I don't like, understand that? You're supposed I don't to, understand like, where he was. Is going. it freedom? Like, what is the? What is the point? Freedom. Yeah, freedom. But when, when did we ever? When did we ever hear him really discuss being on the boat and wanting to be out in the world? Because the whole movie, no, he doesn't. The it's, whole movie is not about him trying to see who he is and trying to explore the world. No. The whole thing is about I need to protect this house. And now we know right. the house is a lie. Yeah. All right. So we get the house is a lie. Well, so the why, history so of the house. The is history of the house is a lie. Yeah. So it's like, so what the fuck is the boat? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is the point of showing his friend who, I don't know, maybe on a spectrum or something like that, or maybe closeted or whatever he's going yeah, through. I don't think he's on the spectrum. I think he's like, I mean, like, I guess like in a way, like he has a, he, he it is weird that he walked up to the, the, the guys to try to stop them from fighting and by but like then directing by them direct. Yeah. That was weird. Well, you're right. It was weird. I guess like, I guess what I meant to say is like, he's not, um, it doesn't. It it didn't seem to me like he was uh, like autistic or anything. It seemed to me like he, um, like he has like so like social behavior uh, anxieties and like and then like has learned to cope with it by like doing this weird performance to like protect himself, Man, right? Cool, or something like that. I don't cool, know. cool cinematography does not make up for a trash script. Yeah. Period. I just don't care. A good what? performance doesn't make up for a trash script because again, what the fuck is this movie about? Like legitimately, well, we're sitting it here is discussing about all those things you're talking about. It's not because he doesn't say anything. My thing is, it's face, it's, it's face value. It is literally being like, oh, let me just shine up this shit and let you think about it. No, man, don't shine up shit. You're taking up space. I'm happy these actors got a chance to make this movie. I am very happy that this is Jimmy's first movie. I get it. He got a story by credit. He got to star in a movie. Like I, like they helped the other actors. It was get, his, I'm sure it was his idea to make yeah. this movie. I don't give a shit, to be honest. I just don't. I really, really don't. Because my thing is, don't make a movie and don't say anything. You don't say anything throughout the whole movie. I don't care if you say it's bad. Say, say gentrification is terrible. Wow. Tell us all the reasons why. Don't leave it up in the air of like, oh, man, you know, I'm saying it's kind of good. I'm saying it's kind of bad. I don't bad. think he ever said that it was kind of good. I, I feel like he, I feel like I the feel movie like he was is saying, saying that gentrification something. is bad. I feel like the movie says, has a couple I do of things. Think that it just it doesn't, it doesn't say it. It doesn't say it directly because... A lot of times, I rather watch cats than watch a lot of times. A lot of times, movies like this want um, it's pretentious. They man. would rather they, you know, they say it's a thing of like show don't tell. They don't want to say it plainly. They want right. You I to, bought the ticket. Show me. We're not having a show me the thing. I bought well, the ticket. Show me what we're talking about, man. This isn't some fucking debate, dude. Like this isn't show me. If you have ever lost a house, okay, this is not no cut and dry thing. We're not being like, oh, isn't this sad? The shit is fucking terrible. Talk about it or don't talk about it. Don't waste my time. Like the whole time he's sitting there like, my man doesn't have a job. My man goes to the realtor dude be like, give me he whatever deal. He does have a job. Not the dude who, not Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy has a job. What the fuck is it? His job is taking care of old people. He's, uh, he's 
when he was massaging that old woman's leg. I forgot he went there one goddamn time. But I, they were I, trying to show you that he has a job. I will they both also did. say the hardest thing about this about this for me was he they they already lost the house. Like he never they never had it in this movie. Like the house was never well, right, because that the, they like that already happened. And so then they just to what you're talking about, like it's like we can't even a we can't time, even see them a long time they ago. Said, the guy <laughs> said that they lost it in 1990. Yeah, isn't that what he said? We can't even. see I was like 1990. Them go through Bro, this, this thing that you're talking about like 15 years ago. Or, or my thing is this. Or my thing is this, if you lost it that long ago, there is the goal that you have when you have your job, just saving up, saving up trying to get the house back. And it's a difference if you're like, man, I've been saving for this house for 20 years to get it back in my family and I can't even afford it because the neighborhood keeps going higher and I can't get the house back. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is a thing. That is a thing people go through. It's like, you will spend your whole life saving to get your parents back this house and get the house back in your family. We don't talk about that. This is just face... And again, like, I, I'm not trying to diss this movie because I know there's, like, people went into this with the best intentions in mind, but it just feels so face value and it sucks. So though. here, this is, I'll say what I think this movie, because I do think this movie says something. But this is what I got from it. This is My interpretation was, this movie um, was like, started off like, uh, oh wait, this movie is going to be about gentrification because like, they're talking about this house. Like he keeps going. So he, so the whole plot is really, the two of them are going to this house. They're, they've been fixing it up. And I think he says for the past three years. They're going to the house and they're keeping it, they're like keeping it nice. But other people live there. White people live there and they don't, and the white woman, the like older couple lives there and they've lived there for a while, I yeah. think. It's their house. It's their house. And they're like, why do you keep coming back here? Get out of here. Um, And he's like, and he's like, well, you guys aren't taking care of it, so I'm going to take care of it. Let me do this, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, it's weird. Stop doing this. Then they get kicked out because they have some family dispute. We don't know exactly why they get kicked out, but they get kicked out. And so he goes and he lives in the house. Uh, he's like, I got a plan. But the plan is just we're going to we're just going to squat in the house that that isn't ours until some like there is no real plan. And then once all their stuff gets thrown out. Then he goes through the bank and is like, tries to get a loan for a $4 million house. I mean, and they have to put 20% down, which is $800,000. Mm-hmm. So he has to put $800,000 down to get the house. And he's like, I don't have that kind of money. Um, and, um, and so, yeah, there was never really any hope of him getting a house. So I think the reality is what this movie ultimately, to me, was trying to say was like, yes, gentrification is awful. You have these people moving in, but what what can we do about it? Nothing. You need to move on and live your own life. Your life is more than just the neighborhood you grew up in. Your life is more than just your house. It's more than just your hood. It's more than just the neighborhood. It's like no matter what, like you can still be your own person. You don't have to like um, put all of your all of your identity into the place that you live. Yeah, and then it, but so that's why he goes out into the ocean because the ocean is like this vast, unexplored, un, like who knows what's going to happen. It's 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 mythical, like you know. And he's like, I'm gonna find my own place out there somewhere. I also thought that that scene with the white girls on the bus was important too to what they wanted yes. you to take away, which is like exactly what I I think exactly what you just said, Bray. But then also that past though is yours like own right that. right 
and these new people coming in, it is not. There. It's not. There. It will never be there. Right. That's which is true. which. That's which not true. Like, that's not true. That's a, not no, you. no, right. No, that's, that's not true. But I think that's what they were saying, trying to say. Like that's what they're trying to artfully say. <laughs> right. So yeah. stupid. That's a stupid. That, not, I'm not talking about what you just no, said. No, no, I know. But is it? But it, no. Literally, the whole thing is if your place gets gentrified, right? Yes, you can be upset, but to sit here and just eat up on a conversation and be like, yo, you don't have to write to think this is fucking stupid because that person has the right to think whatever the fuck they want. You have to agree with it, but he literally goes, you can't do this. You can't. You can't, bruh. Like, nothing in this movie, nothing in this movie. He's not saying that you can. He's saying that- He you, needs to shut the fuck up. Like, he's this movie's so that he's, stupid. He's mad it's so at pretentious. Them. He's mad at them for being- Then leave. Like, that's what we have to do. Well, he like, does my leave. Thing is, he does. We have to leave. Yeah. So my thing is, you sitting here checking these people, you can't check them if you did nothing to- Wait, why can't because he check Because my them? thing is, he has no place to check them. I can't go back to Southeast. When I went back a couple years ago, there's a bunch of white girls jogging, right? right? This is a part of gentrification. We left. We lost the house. I am pissed about that, right? It's like, it's a thing that happens. But I can't sit here and be like, yo, you as a person who have whatever money and background that you have, you know what I'm saying? I don't know your family life. Fuck you for living here. Yes, it sucks, but you are here now. And I can't tell you to be like, fuck you feeling this kind of way because you're here now. You own a house. You own shit. I cannot police but your it's thoughts. More, it's but way you, more yeah. than just the... But, Dry, you're getting caught up in like... the. It's more than just the individual person. It's the it's the reality of these... Like, all these people are coming in, pricing other people out, moving in, and then like being like, oh, this place sucks. It's like, F you. If you think it sucks, why are you here? You yeah. kicked us out. It's we, like... We they, wanted to be... This is the place that we lived and wanted to be we love this place and now we can't love it anymore because we can't be here. I think and that, you moved in here. You didn't have to come and you're talking about how I much it sucks. I think the anger is misguided. To me, it's like, to be truthfully honest, it's like I understand that, but the thing is, it's not the people who moved here. You know what I'm saying? What happens a lot of times in bad neighborhoods is that, and this is not talking to you, what happens mm-hmm. a lot of times is people who can afford to live there, like, oh, I don't want to live in this area anymore. I want to go to the suburbs. I want to move out, which ends up leaving people who can't afford all the housing. Now, what happens at that point is that the realtors will come in, price out the people and fix it up. And now other people come in. The people coming in, yes, they're doing it, but like, it's not their fault. You need to be mad at the realtors and people who like actually turn over the apartments. But it's a and system. It's all a part. It's, it, it, what I'm saying is true. Of, they're a part of the problem because if... The realtors can't make that price if nobody's willing to pay for it. But the thing about it is, is that no one comes into this neighborhood and be like, yo, I got to leave here. That apartment is already done. The neighborhood is already done. It's like, and I, it is so easy to be mad at the person moving in and not being mad at the person who flipped it. The but flipper they, oh, is they the person. Mad at that they have that scene too. I mean, that guy's definitely the most evil person in the yeah, film, right? Yeah, is they that have that dude. scene too. But, who, but, who, but, like, but Jimmy is, doesn't but have Jimmy it. Doesn't, Jimmy doesn't have the moment. Yeah, Montgomery Jimmy, has the moment. Jim, but then Montgomery me, is the last black say, man in San Francisco at the end. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> Jimmy does say F that dude. Montgomery's the one who goes to him. Yeah. Uh, and he and like I, I actually thought that actor was brilliant because he really played that. He really did the thing of like, he wasn't like this, like um, stereotypical just a, yeah, evil slimy, person. Like, 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 yeah, but, yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna do this. He was just like, he was like, come on, man. Like, he was like, what, what's your end game here? <laughs> and and he was like, well, you're on. You lied about this. And he was like, everybody lies about that. Like, what do you, what do you? A little, do? A copy and he was paste like, man. he was like, if it wasn't me, it would be somebody else. Like, at least I live here. Like, come on! I don't want to look. I, I'm gonna call the cops. Oh, I don't want to call right. the cops, but he, I will. He had that. He had that whole. I lived here. Too. Yeah, I lived here too. He was like, I grew up in the neighborhood. He was like, uh, he was like, gross. hey man, like, look, I'm gonna like, I don't want to have to call the cops. Like, I don't want to. He literally said, I don't want to have to do that to you. And I was like, damn, like that was the level of like, like 
he's acting like he's being compassionate, but like in reality, yeah. he's like a scumbag. Was was I thought very good. Yeah, I uh, feel, but I but I hear you, Dra. It's like the reality is this enough. movie. This movie could have said so much, and instead, it only kind of says these things that we're talking it's about. saying things that we already talked about yeah you know what i'm saying we didn't learn any new information at all in this movie we didn't see any different characters that we didn't know like it's I, what i mean it, it's hard for me to talk about this movie because i just i don't get the point of it to be honest like like cool we talked about gentrification we've talked about it the same way that you would talk to a stranger on the street about mm-hmm that's that's a, that's a level of this movie. That's true. That's it's the a level of this movie. Touches you're right. On. It doesn't. It definitely doesn't get to the deeper. It it it's not trying to solve anything though. That's the whole problem. Like, well, whether you think it's a problem or not, I, this movie is actually not. It's like as much as it's like, yeah, gentrification's like it, it's it it sucks. It kind of, like the ultimate thing of this movie is like you gotta let it go. Yeah, which is a weird message. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, because it is kind of the message. Yeah, they're not saying that it's right. They're like it's wrong and it's happening, but it's happening. What yeah. are you gonna do? And then, if anything, the movie with the whole the fact that his father didn't actually build the house, the movie was kind of being like, also, was it ever really yours? Yeah, and if you don't have a problem with and, it, leave. And the reality, because they were like, they're like, I mean, if you think about it, like to me, I know, but San Francisco is very specific, and I think. I think uh, any of the filmmakers would say we're not trying to extrapolate what we're saying about San Francisco and this person to a larger context, but you have to because one, you called your movie the last man in black, last black man in San Francisco. Like it's a very definitive statement to yeah. say that. Um, and then also, in the context of the world that we live in, and you're making a film, you know that it's still going to it, you're 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 commenting on the world at large in a bit, like or at least America at large. And so my thing, I was like, okay, so in San Francisco, it was a cool thing to be like, Japanese people used to live here, right? It was Japanese people, and then they got kicked down, black people moved in. Before the whole black thing, the guy said. Before the whole black thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was, what a fun, mm-hmm. what a fun way to just Before the whole black thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you really think about the history, if you go back further, it's like, before Japanese people lived here, it, this wasn't even America. This was all freaking, this, like, most of California was owned by Mexico. And like, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Then you have like, all the other countries that owned liver parts of this. So it was like, it, it was never right. anybody. That's and then the if you want to go all yeah. the way back, it's like, well, it was the Native Americans. Like, you didn't you know, own this. Like, the whole point is like, well, this this happens. Like, in the it, it sucks, but it happens. And you have to keep living your life and can't rely on a house to give you an identity. And like, the father, I guess, is still clinging to that. Yeah, doesn't want to hear the fact that his grant that his father didn't build the house. He knows that it's a lie, but he keeps telling himself that because he wants to feel. I mean, like I don't know if this is what it's trying to say, but there was a part of me that was like, "Oh, they're trying, they're trapped in victimhood and like not, not living more of their life because they want to just like be victims." Yeah, which is kind Oof. of a conservative talking point. I mean, it yeah. feels because it feels like because watching this whole movie, right? It felt like, but isn't that? Yeah. I don't know. Am I wrong? Is that no, 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 the way it spoke to every time someone spoke to them, like when the old when the white couple who had the house but lost the house would speak to them, it was like everyone's everyone treated them like they were dumb. And I think that was the problem for me. It was like everyone treated them like they didn't know what they were doing. And then even the fact that he went to that, um, tried to get that loan. Oof. And the thing is, it I think that scene might have been the scene that angered me the most because what it kind for me, what it kind of says is that 
this person is so uneducated, he doesn't know how the system works at all. And the thing is to go and get that loan and be like, oh, I don't have $4 million. And I think it was like 40% that he had to put down. It, it was 20. It, it was, was 20. 20. It was like 20% of 4 million is $800,000. So it's like, so you know he doesn't have that, <laughs> but give me every kind of bad loan To there pay is. now. That means to pay now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, it's... <laughs> That scene just didn't sit well, well with me. I, here's the thing I will say. I don't I I totally hear what you're talking about and I think it the scene had a byproduct effect that it didn't mean to have. I actually think what they meant with that scene was to show that it doesn't matter how determined he was. He this was out of like he was just never going to do it. It was like I don't care how hard you work. The reality is we all work very hard and are very lucky and are making more money than most people. We do not have eight hundred thousand dollars to put it's down so for a four million dollar yeah. house. It was so frustrating. You know what I mean? Like me. no, like that's a crazy amount of money. Yeah, yeah. but it, it was so frustrating to me that from the beginning of the movie, it wasn't his, and that when he when he breaks in and starts moving in, it's still not his. But he keeps saying that it's his, right? And it's like. It, it it that was the thing that I could I I could yeah. never connect to it because it always felt like it felt like why it felt like you're it felt like you're what dumb. is this what am Which I, I guess like because to me it's like if you if it would have showed him at least working three four jobs just trying yeah, to say yeah. just working for it because to me it is something about like a lot of people who live in these areas like are working three jobs just to pay for an apartment you know what I mean. And like that is so discouraging. And it's like to see this dude, like maybe him and his friend are like doing a bunch of odd jobs and like they're just trying to yeah. feel like they have hope and all of a sudden they still can't afford it. That is a thing. But to have this kid be like, I'm just gonna move in and then get mad because, oh, I don't own the house, but I sat here, I put my stuff in, and that should be enough. Like, no, man, you know that's not right, dude. You know that's not right. Well, I guess like I guess like the movie was basically trying to say, like, it didn't do that because if you if it did that, if it had him working three jobs or all this and almost get the house and then didn't get it or something like that, then it would be it would be like, oh, it's this is tragic and this is unjust. But it wouldn't. But that's not the, what the movie was trying to say. The movie was like, yeah, it's tragic and unjust. But it was kind of trying to brush that to the side. It was like, that's not the point we're trying to make. The point we're trying to make is you need to let this go. Yeah, like that was the point that it like, was making. Like fuck San Francisco, make your own. Let it like, go. Make like your, San Francisco, go, why are you trying to? Own. Why are you trying to reclaim San Francisco? It doesn't want you. Let it go. Like the the whole point was like for him, like for him to have a dream was done. Like it was, it was. It wasn't this blunt, but like I'll just be this blunt since we are. It was like the the him having a dream to come back and reclaim his family home is a dumb dream. That's basically what I was trying to say. Yeah. This is a dumb dream and you need to yeah, not, not I mean, have his this dad, his, his dad is like, that's not your neighborhood anymore. Like he, they, there's that He's scene like, no where black people live there no anymore. Black, that, that's not your black neighborhood anymore. It's not and your neighborhood. Like, it was never really yours to begin with. Like, <laughs> why like, are you trying to move in here? It, 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 it's so hard to do it anyway. And for what? For a house? It doesn't matter. But what's crazy is that we have the scenes where that dude comes over and he's like, you guys are doing it. <laughs> Yo, and you're living in the house. Okay. Even then, though he knows they don't own. <laughs> well, I guess at that no, point, he, he didn't, didn't know, that. know. He didn't, he didn't know. He thought he actually bought it. Yeah. He thought it was he their thought, house. Cause oh. he said and my he grandfather like, built it and he thought like he got the house back. Oh. And he remembered, he remembered all those stories that he told when they were when in the he was group, in group home, home. Yeah. About this house. And he was like, Oh shit. I thought you were just making it up. I thought shit. you were making it up. And, and this he, is that home. Like, wow, I can't believe it. I can't believe that this is the, this is the home. Yeah, man. I mean, this whole thing stuff because I do think, I do think, and I'm and I'm only saying this because the movie's called The Last Black Man. 
I do think as black people, we're always expected to just like accept things, either accept how it is, turn the other cheek, or move on. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's so many movies about like, you know, in New York, the places that were like heavily Irish, you know, that still has like this store that's been there since like the 1960s and 1940s. I've seen so many movies about like how Italians still live in Jersey or in New York and how much pride that is. Like they still have the neighborhood. They still have like this block. You know what I mean? Like if you go to like the Bronx, you still know like the Bronx has so many um, um, Latino and Spanish speaking um, people there. But it's like for black people, we don't have Harlem anymore. You know what I mean? We don't have we don't have our biggest city. Washington, D.C. was called Chocolate City. We don't own that anymore. You know what I mean? Like. We always have to just accept, oh, things will move on. And what this movie says to me is like, hey, bro, like kind of what Braylock said aggressively. Oh, you want to live here? That's a dumb dream. Move. And the thing is, my man don't get another dream. He has no other dream. Literally, the movie ends with him just accepting that he will never get his house. He's been lied to. And he just goes off into the ocean. Not even on a boat boat. A yeah. man is on a paddle. <laughs> and he, le- he leaves He's on a rowboat. With a no, well, I think it's, like supposed to no- be, it's supposed to be like, well... Maybe he'll find something. Yeah, but my thing is, but why like, does he, you know, my thing about that is like, why does he? And it's, you know, uh, I know we're not a political podcast. I, okay. I really understand that, Ooh. but I don't understand why we, as a people, always have to accept it. Like, I don't know why it's always expected. Like, hey, get over slavery, man. You know, <laughs> like it's been forever. Like, what are you talking about? That wasn't me. Like, I can watch right. thousands of movies about like. um Hunting down Confederates and what? I mean, not Confederates. Hunting down Nazis. I can't hunt down a Confederate. Cause that's bad. That's bad. That's an American. You know, that's technically they were anti literally the point of the Confederacy is they were anti-American. That's the point of the Confederacy. The most un uh, the most unpatriot thing you can do is be a Confederate. But I gotta accept that because I'm black. And now what you're telling me with this movie that was considered an art house piece done by A24. 93% of Rotten Tomatoes. 93% of people are like, hey, you know what? I love what this movie has to say. We're just like, hey, black people. Accept that identification happens and move on. The conversation with him and the two white women doesn't end with like a really heated discussion or heated with like the really good exchange of ideas. It ends with like, oh, you can't think like that. Her being like, okay, whatever. One, just, one of them was taking it in and the other one was like, muni stuff. Like, like, whatever. That's what a like whatever city person just says. Just like, brushes it off. And then even the, the woman who takes it in, I guess because she doesn't frown to go back it's to her phone. My, I guess she my, takes it. Uh, my mom, like my cousins who live in San Francisco, um, have gotten pri- like I know one of my cousins who had a, had they had a house there, um, and they don't have that house anymore. And it was like a it was kind of like this uh, one of these houses, like a really nice old like eighteen hundreds, I think house. Um, uh, but they were white. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I mean, it is like a class thing too. Like it. it it's I guess like I don't I I don't think the movie was trying to say it that bluntly, but it's kind of hard to not take away that the I I mean the main character's journey, his his character arc is he cares so much about this house and at the end he lets it go. Yeah. Like that's basically it. And it's like and the play, you know. Well, let's talk about this then, because I, I do want to. Like, we're we're talking about out of order for so for Play. people who haven't seen it, and I'm, I'm sorry, it's just like it, the, there are scenes. It's like it, how we're talking about it is kind of how the movie is anyway. It's just stuff it's happens, not, you know what I mean? Stuff, it's, there's not like a a driving thing that happens. Like these things just kind of happen. But there are all these homeboys who are out on the corner of where they live, like 
outside of outside of the actual city of San Francisco, somewhere in the Bay, and then um, and uh, you have like five of them, I think, right? Yeah, and they're like, you think they're a crew, but then you realize like they're two different crews, right? Or so, I don't know, but they're all like jonesing on each other. They're all like making fun of each other constantly, and uh, one dude, they keep they just. <laughs> Just one scene, they, it just starts with them being like, this guy's soft. Like, you soft and like, hit me, hit me. And he doesn't want to hit him. Um, and Montgomery, who is uh, 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 Jimmy's friend, kind of goes over and, like, diffuses the situation by telling them that they're all doing a great job. Like, uh, like that they're all very believable and he's like, directing them or whatever. And he kind of looks at him and he... And, and in so many words, it's like, are you kind of says, are you OK? And then he's like, you know, checks in with them and then goes off. And so they kind of have this moment there. What do you think uh, that what does the scene supposed to represent? Like him, like the, the the fight in between the crew and then him being like, you guys are doing a good job. Like, what is that supposed to is it supposed to mean anything or is it supposed to be significant to like? Well, I think it's just him. Uh, I think it's just supposed to be him protecting. Yeah, because he because he. Because of the sort of the way that he talks about it is like almost. I mean, even now I'm thinking about it like this: of like sort of like you're uh, you're all you're doing this, you're behaving this way, but you're like you're you're projecting. Some, you're acting. You know, you know you're at, you know. Well, yeah, that's actually about, you're right. That's bring exactly your, what he bring your saying. bring yourself to you know you can be, you're. I think he says like you're enough or like you know think about. See, man, the thing he about goes so they're trying to say like you're all putting on a front. You're 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 acting tough. And this, that definitely is what they're trying to say because yeah. then later on when this dude dies and the one dude is like, when they, he gets into a fight with Jimmy and Jimmy was like, he was my friend too and he yells at him and they're like, oh, you're going to let him talk to you like that? And then he starts crying. Yeah. And it was like, you weren't letting yourselves be vulnerable. And I think that's what the idea was with the play, right? Mm-hmm. So he has all these tweets up and they're like, and the tweets are, you know, shout out, shout out to my, my boy and like... uh but but I guess they're they're not super vulnerable. Man, no, makes, and he's like and he's like all these people move. They don't they don't even live here anymore. And some know, of them don't even live they're, here they're anymore. Not, like not. is this what his is this who he was? Are these the people who knew him? Mm-hmm. This yeah. whole thing feels like the now even hearing that part. This whole movie feels like they're pointing finger at the finger at black people. Like it yeah. just this is how it comes off to me. It's like what this scene says to me is like look, y'all not even being honest with yourselves. And I'd be honest with your crew. You're being tough. You're pretending. You're being fake. It just feels like they see this dudes loitering outside of some house. It's like you just. Yeah. I, it's almost like this whole movie is being like everything is our fault. You know what I'm saying? That's what it feels. That's what it feels like to me. It's like it's our fault. Like when I'm looking at like the black dudes outside the house, like I know we see Jimmy go and to, to the old folks home once. I know we see um, his friend go to the, the food thing. And it's like it just feels it feels like they're trying to say. Because you guys aren't really bettering yourself, this is where you are. Yeah. This is why justification is happening. You need to accept it because you have gotten yourself to Uh-oh. this point. I didn't get that. But, but the I- but the, pro- I, the problem for me is that it's called The Last Black Man in San Francisco. If you take that element out of it, because I'm, I'm not opposed to a film where every character is lying to themselves or every character is, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Like the specific people that we're looking at are going through this very specific situation. I think it's because it evokes such a large, you know, like yeah. such a grand thing that it's like, don't 
don't blanket say all black people are this because the only those five guys are the only people that that we see that are like they're on the streets and they're you know they 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 talk smack to whoever they talk to and they might get shot like those are the people that we see that deal with that these are the you know you know what I mean and so then it's like this is everyone these are all black people in San Francisco I think it was I think they I think it got muddied I don't I don't think it was trying to say anything about I don't think it was trying to say like it was their fault like any of that stuff happened it was like it was like showing to me it was uh the filmmakers trying to show you um why these people are this way mm-hmm. i guess it was like you know um they're acting tough but in reality i mean he says i mean in the play he was like yeah uh, jimmy uh, jimmy says what's the guy's name roy or something like that or i forgot the uh, dude who died but he was like mm-hmm. th- or, or, he was like he was like the last thing that he ever did was make fun of me. But also, I remember when he was when he stuck up for me in the group home when other people were picking on me. And he was like, "People are more than one thing, you know." And it was kind of like I think this part was trying to teach white people to go just because you see this happening doesn't mean that that's those who they really are. Hundred percent, they are vulnerable. They have emotions and their stuff. They act tough because the world around them is really hard. Kofi. Kofi and then he was like the world around them is really hard and then like and then I guess yes there was also a more a subtler message to black people and being like it's okay for us to show emotions yeah we don't need to act we don't need to play the part of somebody and I I liked that like I liked that when my man's um the dude that was the head of the of the group was like hit was it I was too like, hard on him? How will you remember him? Yeah. And the only way that he'll remember is just was I too hard? And it was like thanks to this play because he wouldn't have probably wouldn't have thought that before, mm-hmm. but or maybe he would. Maybe that is the first thing he thought after he was dead. You know, yeah. um, I I liked that, but you know, it's it was hard. Yeah, I get it. Um, but um, yeah, I mean. Uh, and then you have this, and then you do. I thought, I thought the scenes with Danny Glover were actually kind of nice. Like he was just a, I guess he was he was blind, but they never talk yeah. about it. And was he the other guy's dad? I think so. Okay, right? He was Montgomery's dad. Um, he ended up. No, his ended character up, name is Grandpa Allen. So is he his grandpa? He's definitely related to the other guy for sure. He yes, is. Yes, he's he Montgomery's grandpa. Because Montgomery's last he's name blind? is blind. He's blind. Montgomery's last name is Allen. Wasn't he blind? Because they kept like describing stuff to him, and he was like not looking at anybody in the aisle. But maybe not. Maybe I was just. Ma- I could have been just projecting a bunch of things out because he was at the play. He was watching the movie. Tell you he much. wasn't looking people in the eye, but because every time we saw him, he was yeah. Every time we saw him, he was watching the play or he was watching uh, the TV. So he wasn't looking people in their eyes because he was just trying to watch the. When he was watching, though, I thought the guy was describing to him what was happening. Oh, uh, maybe. Oh, I don't maybe know. that's possible. Yeah, I don't, I don't but it was not anyway. Their their relationship was nice. I thought it was it was it was nice to see like him taking care of his grandpa and like grandpa, you know, like looking after him and then also being like, oh, I'm sorry if I ever made you feel unwelcome. And he's like, you never did that. Um, the so yeah, and Jimmy's father is a there, but like a strange, like doesn't talk to him. Is mad at him. I don't know why. Never, I, they didn't never address. They were just like, "Don't be hanging around with your dad. He's going. He's going to drag you." He down does too. schemes right. So we see him like making. He's still doing bootleg DVDs, which yeah. is, which is a was a cool scene. The thing, and it was. But I was also like, man, like, 
there's there's gotta be no money in this. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like that's Boot like, like well, wow. Um and then his mom, we see her once. She yeah. randomly re- meets uh runs into her on the bus. So and she's oh, talking about how mom? she's clean. Yeah, she's yes, yes, yeah, right. yeah. Um, and then she was like, "It's so good to see you." And then he's like, "Well, I'm at back at the house." And he's like, "Oh, you're there? Well, I'll call you. I know the number." He's like, "Well, I don't have the number. I don't have a phone. I don't have a phone." And she was like, "Well, then I'll just come by." And he was like, "Okay." And at first, that scene was weird. And I was like, I didn't know why he. I thought maybe because she would find out that it, he wasn't really living there, but it wasn't. No. It was because he couldn't trust her. And yeah, she never came. I, that's what it felt like mm. to me. I was like, no, she's not coming. He doesn't. You know, they, <laughs> she. <laughs> that scene was so. Man, it was hard. That scene was, was sad. Scene. Yeah, it, um, but yeah, I was like, there was no way she was ever gonna come. She was not she gonna, wasn't come. gonna call. She wasn't. You know. Yeah, man. This, I don't. I don't think this movie makes black people look good. I just don't like even listening to this part right here. I'm like, I, I don't. This I, yeah. this movie obsessed me in a way where it's like, even though I'm talking about right now, it's hard for me to speak because it's like, it feels, uh, it feels like it's a movie that I'm pretty sure a lot of our white listeners probably like. Um, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm looking at the reviews and it just feels like this is what suburban whites think of people of color from like a certain area, and it just perpetuates a stereotype that I just don't like. Um, and again, I don't, I don't think this helps us. I don't, I don't, this doesn't make me feel good as a person. Um, talking about it doesn't make me feel good. doesn't make me feel good about like the area I came from. It just feels inappropriate and it feels like it was just done. And again, they, again, I, it's hard for me to diss a movie cause I know like if this guy, Jimmy had a part of it, like I understand he had the best intentions. I just don't think it came over well. Um, uh, I'd rather watch cats. I'd yeah. rather sit here and talk about and that. Cats. And cause it's interesting uh, too. Cause I didn't like, I didn't like the movie very much. And I, ke- and I kept sort of asking myself like, what is it trying to say? But then I even also wonder, like, it's like to, to what you just said, right? Like, it's like if the movie doesn't make black people look good, but if this is, if this is super close to Jimmy's, actual like reality if these things actually happen to him then it's like then that makes then then my question is like is is you know does he see black people a certain way or like does is there because because well i think his running into the mob black people aren't a monolith right like he's like i felt this way yeah these black people who were in my neighborhood made me feel this way and this black dude who's also in my neighborhood made me feel that way because like running into the mob running into the mom on the bus that felt very real to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, you know, seeing his dad in the in the increments that he saw his dad and in that way, like that felt very real to me. Now that's not that is not my experience, mm-hmm. but that is I that is the experience of some people that I know, you know. And it's like uh, again, I wasn't gonna see I've only watched this movie because of the podcast. But like I don't know. It's like, should this movie be? Should this movie have been made? Should it not have been made? Especially if it's close to his story. I mean, to me, it's like it, it, honestly, like if it's his story, God bless. Like I, and that's one reason I'm trying my best not to keep saying negative things about it, especially knowing he had a part of the story. Because again, like everyone's story is different. The only problem I have with the movie is, is I think that it does not. For me, it points fingers at black people, black people in particular. You know what I mean? It points fingers at the people on the block. It points fingers at our parents. It points fingers at us for not being able to elevate ourselves and do certain things to even get in this position. It doesn't make us look smart or educated in any way. Um, and then it makes us. And then, it, and then to me, the the biggest story is is that 
I don't know. I don't know if him going out into the boat is giving up, but it's like your big dream for the whole movie. You just it's like I'm done because I couldn't get the loan. I'm done. It wasn't like all right. Let me let me let me try to figure this out. You know what I mean? If it's if it's that important to you, it wasn't like let me figure it out. And I think black people no, are way yeah, more the resourceful. Message was, it shouldn't be that important. To yeah, you. but my thing is, but if it that is, was the message, yeah. that was a very clear message. But if something yeah. like that is, if it is, if it's something is like if something has been in your family and is important for you to get it back. And that is the thing that is important to you. Cool. Black people are resourceful, man. We survive so much. And it's like, why would you just give up on the thing if that was so? And and if it, if it didn't matter, if you realize like once you found out it, the house wasn't your granddad's and you realize, oh, this isn't important to me. Okay, cool. But we never got that. We never got him saying that. Yeah. We had him saying we, nothing, actually. Yeah, we also never really saw like even. I mean, he's th- he thanked him for the play. So yeah. he was like, he basically was like, you were right. But then. We don't know the what next. And it's kind of like a, it's a very, it's very fantastical in that sense of like, he just leaves a note that on the back says the last black man in San Francisco and just is like, sorry, I don't, I can't say goodbye or sorry, I'm bad at goodbyes. Thank you for being a good friend. And then I guess, yeah, I guess we see him. He's rowing the boat. Rowing the boat and the other guy going back to his daily life. And it's sad. I mean, that is sad. So, so basically his friend goes back. He has no friend. I know he leaves uh, his friend. I don't. I, I don't. I. You're right. I don't under. I don't understand. I guess I'm like if the movie. If the movie's main message was like, we have to let our or or we're more than just our prized possessions. We're more than just uh, our homes or our neighborhoods or where we lived or grew up in. Like we're more than that and are capable of more than that. Then why? Why did he leave his fr- why did he leave everybody he knew as well? Cuz then yeah. cuz then I was like, well then it's not even like he was like, well the most important thing is friends and family cuz I guess it wasn't cuz he left them too. Yeah. Oh. So it's like and then we don't know and you're right, we don't know of any other dream that he has. So I don't I I guess I don't I didn't know what I at the end of the movie I was like I I didn't know what I was supposed to. I was I was very confused by him leaving. I didn't understand it. I was like, where is he going? Also, my thing is, if you're saying, you know, I think what black people are good at is like we both metaphorically and literally. Yeah, like we kind of stay together. Like my thing is, like if he's if he's like, oh, I don't need the house. I just need like, bro, like I'm saying, my my boys, my friends. Let's try to fix this other thing up. Then to me, that movie would have ended with him, his friend, and those dudes on the block, like re like i don't know cleaning up another neighborhood and moving somewhere else or like as long as we got each other we're good i just don't it is i just don't get the point of any of this i just don't i really really don't i don't get what we're saying like, i don't i truly don't think this movie was trying to blame anybody like i don't think it was like being like it's your fault or your fault i actually it could have blamed like like you were saying like it could have gone deeper into the level of gentrification and blamed capitalism or or like mm. Or the or just the the housing industry in general, or whatever. And instead, it kind of was like, yeah, they're kind of bad. They're kind of bad. They're kind of bad. But at the end of the day, like this is what it is. Like it is what it is. So um, we're more than this, and let's not keep ourselves in a box, right? Because you talked about like how Kofi had to stay in a box because he um, he had to be pretend to be hard all the time, mm-hmm. which literally got him killed. 
and also didn't allow everybody to see all the different shades of who he was. I personally thought they were talking about his sexuality. Maybe it could have been other things too. Like he was he was a nicer, more kind person and he would have been that if he was allowed to be, but he wasn't. Yeah. And which isn't just their his boys' fault, mm-hmm. even though they it was pointed at them as well. It was like a little bit of the boys' fault, a little bit of the fact that this is what the this is the community that he's growing up in and and what the society has done to him. But he was saying, we all did this. So he's trying to say, like, it's not just one yeah. person. It's all of us. And he was like, you know, we were all like, basically, he was trying to say, like, we're all trapped in a box. And then you, Jimmy, our main character, you're really trapped in a box because you think that this place is your grandfather's. It's not. You need to hear the truth so that you can move on. But move on to what? <laughs> and where? And why? And how? I guess that's the thing is like when you make a point like that, I'm like, I hear it. And there's a part of me that understands that. There's a part of me that says like, yeah, we're more than our neighborhoods. Like yeah. I, I, uh, so my, 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 it's funny. I'm just talking about my parents. Stuff. I guess because my dad moved around a bunch and like, I don't, there wasn't like, um, I never had a place. Uh, my, I never knew of my dad having a place that he was like, this is our place. Mm-hmm. Like they never really had that. Mm-hmm. My mom's family did. My mom's family, like, so they, the, the cousin in San Francisco, but not just that. My grandma, like, actually it was in my, my great grandparents um, bought a beach house in Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. And then that was like divided onto his children, blah, blah, blah. But my family just recently, a couple years ago, all like it was, it was, the taxes were too much. They were all struggling. And then finally, they just, everybody sold their portion of it. So that that beach house no longer belongs to us. Mm-hmm. And then they had the house that my parents grew up, like my, I'm sorry, my mom grew up in with her 13 or 12 other siblings. She was one of 13. Mm-hmm. And that place stayed in the family for a long time. And then my cousin was living there, but then they got into financial ruin and they lost their place. So like that place is gone and the beach house is gone. And I know I felt like, Oh, sh-. like I had in my mind, like maybe I'll like make a lot of money and like buy that house back. Mm-hmm. Like I've definitely felt that, like the urge to do that. Um, and it's, and I don't know, I don't know what, and I know Tessa, same, same thing. She, they have like a lake house in Minnesota that she talked about, like they want to keep that in the family. And there's, there is something to that. So, and I don't think it's wrong for that to be there. And then I also understand like, hey, the people who had to leave this these places, it's okay. Your lives can still be something. Right. You don't have to feel like now that you lost that house, your life is over. But I think you have to, if you're, if the move, if, if some, if a piece of art is trying to make that point, you got to show hope outside of it. Or like, what are the things to latch on to? Because to just say, to just tell somebody to move on and give them no path forward, maybe I think maybe that's what you're getting at of like, it feels like you're just blaming the people who are losing the thing. Cause mm-hmm. you're like, well, move on. And it's like, well, that's easier said than done. And you're not telling me how to move on. You're just telling me to move on. And he goes out into the ocean, which is the, literally the abyss. It's like the complete unknown. It's the mm-hmm. scariest thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't even have anything I want to say to Hollywood. I'm just disappointed. But you know what I mean? I'm just. Thoroughly disappointed with this movie. I'm disappointed with how much hype it had. It. This is the problem with Hollywood, for real, for real. And I'm not even blaming it on the guy Jimmy. Maybe he knew these two writers. Um, and maybe this is what he wanted to say. Maybe he did. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to say this, and he doesn't feel there, there's no problem with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I also think there's a thing of, I wish that they were more 
people of color in higher positions. Like again, like I, I I've been to A twenty four a couple of times, but I I haven't taken a look at like who's in the rooms. Like Bray, you may know more than me, mm-hmm. but I do think it's a thing of like the reason you deal with certain studios, you you hire certain directors and writers because like you trust that they can speak to a certain voice. Like there's people who police it. Like I again, like the biggest thing I can always say is like there's certain things I want to talk about, but I know as a male I cannot do that without some type of guidance or some type of like checkpoints. You know, whether it's talking to Keisha or someone else, and I feel like this movie went unchecked. You know, I feel like it went unquestioned. Um, I feel like it was just assumed that. And again, like I understand if this is what this guy wanted to say. Cool, that don't mean he should have said it in this way. <laughs> like I think there's, I mean, there's stories we've written, and like I may write it and Bray like, why are we doing it like this? Yeah, that's why you're here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like there, the <laughs> point is to have someone. Just because you have an idea doesn't mean it's a perfect idea. Like it may be a kernel of truth that's there, and it may be something that you could talk about, but it's something like having someone to talk to to help mold it into something that could be better. And I don't think that this was done. I think they were like, cool, this black guy, he got a story, we can make it work. And there was just no checks and balances. That's what it felt like. It yeah. felt like it was very, very loosely done. And it felt, I, I don't know. Again, I, I don't know what to say to Hollywood. I just felt like, I, and again, it's hard for me to talk about it because I don't know if he knows any black directors. I don't know if he knows black writers. I don't know if any one of higher level is black at A24 and I'm talking about black I ain't talking about like sometimes people are like oh we got people of color cuckoo, but, like, but, it, but we're talking about a black movie are they black you know what I'm saying because you got a black friend and you brown don't mean the fuck you know what black people deal with you know what I mean like I don't even care if you're from the suburbs because even if you're from the suburbs you still have a different black identity you are from a place that's um, has some type of money. You yeah. still know what it's like to have a black experience in America. I think that's the mo- I think that's the biggest thing with this movie in particular was like this guy. He probably he like he may have grew grew up here mm-hmm. like in this neighborhood, but he was clearly like felt like an outsider from it, yeah. um, and had that outsider's perspective mm-hmm. of of everything. And so he didn't. I don't think he had anybody. It didn't feel like there was anybody like the character of. Kofi or the care or the other characters, mm-hmm. all those other dudes on the street, like on the block, like it didn't feel like somebody like that was in the in the development process to be like, well, what about you know? I don't know. It's tough. That said, people people have criticized Astronomy Club for that. So. Yes, they yeah. have. Yeah, again, it's hard to please everybody, and I'm yes, and I might just be one of the people who eat, they will never please with this movie. But and again, I hate to trash a movie. I just I don't have a good feeling after even talking about this movie. Um, the thing that I was thinking about the whole time, because like, you know, like he's, we see him at a very specific point in his life and we get, he talks a bit about like what it was like growing up and like what brought him to where he is, but we never get to see any of that stuff. They didn't really take the Gemini man approach, you know, where we get to see like we the, the Gemini man approach. What, what, do you, what is yeah, the, the, Gemini the Gemini man, man approach? approach? You know, when we get to, oh we get God. to both see in action, you know, like the younger version of the, of the person that we are, the, the protagonist that we are following, That's you know, not enough. and how they, it's, it's the approach. That they do. no 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 <laughs> no like that's a like an approach you know I mean? that people like, use it, it, I, and it's really you know they just really could have benefited from that just sort of showing more young Jimmy fails like you a know. kid Jimmy fails yeah just but there with him you know and see how he interacts with that younger self and All then right. how that connects to the world around him <sighs> do you guys see what I'm saying <sighs> this made me sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. It's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. If we think uh, a film fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. Somewhat helped the cause, white palm, 
We feel like, I don't know if this movie helped the cause at all. We don't give it anything. Count of three. Gonna do our rating. One. Oh boy. Two. I gave it nothing. Wow. <laughs> I don't know how you gave it nothing. Try right away. I gave it nothing. I, mean, I thought about giving it a white palm because, I, again, I am happy that it employed these two African-Americans and it was part of Jimmy's story. The The hard part of our review sometimes is like, do we think it helps the cause of leading black actors? And I think it got these dudes jobs, yes. But did this story help black people as a whole? I don't think so. I think... I think the story, I think the story has, it, it's hard because you guys are right. Like, I'm very conflicted because it's like, I don't want to sit here and condemn this guy's like thing he wanted to say because everyone has a right to say something. I personally just think this story does not help other people of color in real life. Like, I'm not talking about in Hollywood, I'm talking about like period. I don't think this story hmm. makes black people look good, feel good. I don't think the the, the story of gentrification that it tells is accurate to people who have been gentrified and displaced um, by the economy and by the housing market. I, I think the way it ends, ends in a way that feels wrong. I, I, I just, I think it's just wrong. I think it feels wrong. I think mm. this dude just going off into the boat, like he doesn't, it, what it shows is it shows that black people have no, and it's me just assuming it, it shows that black people have no foundation, no core, no hopes and dreams besides things that are monetary. Like, okay, he doesn't have, he can't get the house he always wanted. So what does he do? He just drifts off into the, the darkness somewhere by himself, leaving everybody and everybody who's ever loved and cared about him alone. Like, that's what, that's how it ends, literally. And then the friend that he leaves is at a job that he hates, is riding a bus by himself, is lost without his friend. So it's like, this guy has no connection to anything besides this other person. And that person he thought was his friend only had a connection to the house. So what does it say about people of color? What does it say about us? Like, if you're going to make a blanket statement about black people, because black is in the title, be better, be smarter, because it can't be critiqued. Like, again, like as a trying to be we've been critiqued about like, oh, can, you know, are we black enough? But that's something we hit head on. Like, the point is, is like, are we black enough? We don't know. And we say that. What this movie is talking about is blackness when it comes to justification and blackness when it comes to society today and it doesn't make a statement either there either here nor there and it kind of ends with a statement that's fucked up towards black people especially black men we see one black woman really talk in this movie you know what i mean one black woman there is the one black woman the auntie well, is it's two, yeah, two, yeah. Mom, oh and his mom but his mom is but it's very short it's yeah. like come on man what are we what are we saying about our people so this movie will get no passes from me yeah, I gave it I gave it a palm uh for a lot of the reasons that Dra is talking about. Like um uh the the message is uh very questionable. Um and uh uh and because it was the pr the primary writing and directing was done by white people. Um but with Jimmy, you know, Jimmy having uh that st the story credit and the the it start this movie stars black people um because it does tell a very specific story it tells an auto, a semi autobiographical story i can imagine i'm i'm saying semi instead of uh you know autobiographical or whatever um but um it tells that story uh and so for that i couldn't give it a, i couldn't give it a full fist but i was able to give it a i gave it a palm for that yeah i gave it a palm just i mean <laughs> Uh, Brad Pitt was a producer of this. That's right, Plan B. 
Uh, Yo, Brad Pitt, good for him always trying to get black people's stories out there. <laughs> you know, again, like, I do think this helps the cause just because, like, we get to tell more stories. Now, this film didn't do that well in the box office. I think it critically it did well, but not well enough for a lot of people to see it. And I, and, uh, it didn't get awards buds. Uh, it didn't really, like, get, get awards uh, nominations or things like that. I think this, these people will have another crack at it. Uh, at least another acting job, maybe not a leading role. For sure, for sure. But, you know, something, and that could potentially lead to something, which is why I gave it a palm. There's like, still potential there. I couldn't give it a fist because I don't think the potential is that high. Um, but, yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's tough when you, you it's tough when you're making films about a large um, issue that's in America, and then you're, like, trying to say something, especially if the thing that you're trying to say um is something is actionable for the people who are being hurt by the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, I, I understand it. And, and sometimes I want to say those things too. And I feel like I have in certain things, but I understand when people are upset about it because it's like, it's difficult to tell the, the people who are s- struggling, like, well, you should do this. And it's like, okay. Like, and I get it. It's like, I think sometimes it comes from a place of like, wanting to help and being like well i don't know how to change the system but i know that you can change your outlook on life or your frame you know and that's that is real but it's tough to make a movie about it because like you want the movie to cause you don't want to move you don't want people to watch this movie and go yeah would they stop complaining about gentrification like right like la 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 like it is no like oh it's not my city i live here dude like let me like and you know and you're like oh like I think the like the, it's like yeah it's not like he really put those white women in their place like he didn't really put them in their place so mm-hmm. I don't know it's it's tough anyway um, that said I I still think it's it, it, you know it's on Amazon so you can see it for free I don't know yeah see it for yeah. free get a, get a, cinematography was good I was yeah the cinematography I was, was I will say I was disappointed that it was like a black a white director and a white and both the screenwriters were for white even though jimmy did the story by it was like both the screenwriters were white and the cinematographer was white and i was like all right i i didn't and then i stopped i don't know how many other people were white but i was like okay it's like a lot of white people and i I, that kind of thing kind of gets like i was like man the cinematography's great who's the cinematographer you know he's great like good for him he'll have plenty of jobs obviously but i always get excited when because i i want there to be more black cinematographers and i just i don't know as many and anyway Really, um, I got a question the other day. It was like, how many black, like, how many black DPs do you know out here in LA? And I was like, uh, uh, I literally just started calling around to people. One, like, yeah, yeah no, I know, one. I actually like, know I, one. I, I, I know, know one. I know Rob <laughs> who did our show. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so anyway, here we go, uh, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please um, uh, subscribe. Uh, sorry. <laughs> You, you probably are. But if you aren't, subscribe. Or please, I haven't please, you. please, please, please. Um, uh, if you rate and review us on iTunes, give us five stars. We'll read your review on the air. This one I'm going to read uh, is uh, amazing. Uh, Alyssa, I believe, 16. I stumbled across this one day looking for all black podcasts, having a lot of friends in school that are film studies, theater, and digital storytelling majors. I usually was annoyed with their analyzation of every film and show all the way to show camera angles until I listened to this podcast. Now I find myself asking them about the importance of a song by a black artist being played in the background during a particular scene. Mm. So inviting and amazing to listen to. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, yeah. Guys, you, you can uh, follow us at Blackman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website. We can find links to our merch. 
Uh, we have great stuff like iPhone cases and pillows and shirts and things like that. We also have a Patreon. Yes. Two bonus episodes every month, please. It's only $5 a month. Uh, it's a good, great way to support the podcast um, outside of listening and subscribing. Um, you can follow me at John Braylock. John Braylock.com. Follow me at James Third Comedy, James Third Comedy dot com. Third is three R D. Watch all that on Nickelodeon Saturdays at eight thirty. And you can follow me at Drop Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, and if you got Netflix, please watch Astronomy Club, the sketch show. Uh, you know we got some good reviews. We just need some more eyes on that thing. So please watch it. If you have a hard time finding it, please tweet at Strong Black Lead or Netflix and let them know. Hey man, put it up there so we can find it. Um, thank y'all. See you next week. Peace. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Pew, pew, pew.